Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our YouTube viewers. Welcome back to all our podcast listeners. Uh, we're here to do the post-match analysis after a 2 0 home win against Wolves. This is Ray in London. And Steve in London. And Cam in sunny Florida. Welcome, everybody. We don't have uh, Jam today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Let me go through the teams then. So, the team was Lloris in goal, Tanganga, Alderweireld, Dyer, Reguion, mm. Hoybieg, Delhi, Loselso, Bale, Sun and Kane. That was mm. our team. I'm going to hand over to our stat man now, who is Cam. Yeah, just to um, say that we have played Wolves now 99 times, starting off in 1908. Record's not been too bad against uh, Wolves. We've beaten them 49 times, lost 29 times and drew 21 times. I suppose the interesting stat really here is the fact that, um, for some reason, a home win against Wolves hasn't happened uh, in the last eight games for either team. And I think the last time we beat them at home was in uh, 2010. So good to see that we broke that hoodoo, so to speak. Um, the other stats, obviously, I'm going to pick up on quickly other match stats, which make good, good reading for us this time. 62% possession for Spurs. Um, <laughs> this is a good stat. 24 shots we had opposed to their 15. But I think the interesting one is we had 13 on target and they had three on target. Ten corners for us, three for them, eight fouls and 11 by Wolves. Um, the other stat that I just quickly wanted to mention is that steadily our shots per game or our, our um, ability per game is going down. Uh, so much so that, just um, let me tell you, attacking drop-off from 2016 to 2017, we were at shots per game at 17.6, um, steadily falling down the next year, 16.4, 14.1, and in 2019, uh, 20th, we started playing the Mourinho way, fell drastically to 11.7, and thanks to Mourinho, we're now down to 11.4. So I think that's a... A good reflection of of the style of, that we've been playing and the impact it's been having on our game. So it's good to see that, judging by the stats I just gave you, that already that's changing with Mason. Okay, very much, very good. Thank you very much, Cam. Appreciate that. Very good stats. Let's go to the lineup very quickly, Steve. I'll come to you, then come to Cam. What's your thoughts on the lineup, Steve? I mean, not many changes. Just, only just, just can I... yeah. Just quickly from Kamal talking about the stats, you know, it gets back to that old adage, if you don't shoot, you don't score. If you don't score, you don't win games. Mm. I'll, I'll just throw that one in there. Uh, in terms <laughs> of the lineup, though, uh, luckily for us, uh, Aurea had a slight hamstring strain, which meant that he didn't play. Mm-hmm. And um, Tanganka played in his place. We saw Ali start again. We saw Bale start. And there's no place for Ndombele in that team, is there, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, it was a pretty stand, you know, what you'd have expected, I would say, with Reglion still in there, Hoybier. Um, I, I suppose the, the player I think um, deserves a start is probably Moira. I, I don't know if he's still got a bit of a strain. I think he did before. And after um, Son's performance today, I would have definitely had Moira in there. I think Son seemed to be turning into Winks, really, which is a shame, mm-hmm. rather than going forward, constantly coming back. Um but you know, it was it was a in terms of the first half display. I thought it was it was a good uh, it was a good display. 
Well, we'll come on to the display. Cam, thanks very much, Steve. Uh, Cam, was that, are you happy with that lineup? Any changes you would have liked to have seen that, that, from that lineup? Uh, I, th- I think that the lineup, I'm just glad, again, just to reiterate, I thought Tanganga was a really good inclusion, and it really makes you wonder where he's been all this time. I think the lineup change that I would have made would have been dire for Rodon. I think Rodon needs yeah, to be starting to be blooded a lot more, and I don't get it personally. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, judging on performance, you really couldn't fault the lineup apart from uh, um, uh, Dyer, who I thought was um, having a, 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 a an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, tell us, Cam, about the first half. Then um, your thoughts about the performance and just your general, you know, feelings about the game and and how you it know, worked out. Yeah. It's really interesting that you ask that because I, I've always felt that. There was this, um, we were all, I mean, I know it's a game of two halves, but under Mourinho, we always seemed to play better in the first half, disappear in the second half and start conceding and playing that headless chicken nine at the back roll, which is just not the Tottenham way. Uh, I've noticed under Mason, it seems to be reversed. In the first half, we don't seem to be able to really get together until about the thir- 30th minute. And I thought the first half an hour, I thought we were poor. I thought against a better team, we could have uh, struggled a bit more. Um, I thought we're disjointed, very poor passing. I thought Dial was really bad. Raglion, I didn't know it didn't look to me that he didn't know what position he was playing in. And I suppose the only bright spark, just to contradict Steve there a bit, was Son having one shot on target, which the, um, which the keeper spilled. And bizarrely, Raglion went over, otherwise he would have had a tap in. Yeah, um, so I thought the first half an hour, pretty poor. Uh, they had a couple of chances. The thing that I saw that they're, they're uh, um, uh, with the Fabio Silva only being 18 years old definitely shows because, I mean, he put through a couple of times by uh, Traore who had these two runs in midfield, which he didn't have again, where he would just basically mm-hmm. just went through the, the team like butter. And yeah. I, th- I think that was quite scary because if that had continued, <laughs> we would have been bait- overrun like we were against Leeds. Um, now, that was a bit scary. Unfortunately, their ability to finish and Wolves being one of the lowest scoring teams, I believe, in the, in the Premier League right now, uh, played to our advantage. And then Kane, against the run of play last minute, Kane turned the game on its head. Yep, yep. OK. Steve, um, what did you think about the intensity of the first half? I mean, I made some comments to us on a WhatsApp group. It looked like a testimonial to me. I mean, there was no intensity, no pushing, no passion, no, no, no drive. What did you think, Steve? I think there was an element of that. Um, having said that, I don't, I don't agree entirely with, with Kamal. I think the first 15 minutes were very scrappy, mm. uh, with neither side really putting things together. But I think we slowly grew into that game. Um, we, we also, I think Kamal didn't mention that Kane nearly scored and probably would have normally have scored. He hit the post in about the fifth minute. Yeah, yeah. And that would that would have um, changed things as well. Mm. I actually, as well, don't think the centre backs did too badly, and especially especially how they dealt with Triori. Okay, he, he's a knife through butter, but he's no end product. So you back off him, you hold him up, you try mm-hmm. and direct him one way or the other. You know, he was uh, he was a busted flush. He didn't really do anything today. I know mm. he runs at you and he's big and strong, but I thought they they handled him pretty well. Um, and I also disagree with Kamal when he said that the goal came against the run of play. I think we'd had um, a right old sort of pinball in their box just before that where we should have scored, um, and then they, they, there was, um, I think, a great ball from Hoybier 
which cut through their centre backs. Yeah. And if De Bruyne De Bruyne had done that goal, we'd be, you know, talking about <laughs> that that as being brilliant. I seriously have a look at it. It uh-huh. is it's a lovely it's a lovely pass, and we don't say that very often about Hoybier. And then you know Kane managed to score a goal, even though he had four people, including the goalkeeper, right on top of him. Um, mm. That was pure class, and we went mm. in at one up. So I think it wasn't too bad a performance in the first half, although a bit ponderous at times. But Steve, last week you were saying Hoybier just concentrate on shutting the play down, don't look to play forward. But he has got a pass in him, hasn't he? If he wants to, if he, he, has if got... he can do that, yeah, yeah, if he got... can do that, that's great. Yeah, but yeah. We, we don't see that very often, do we? We mm. don't see it as often no, we as don't De Bruyne. No, I mean, I think it was a bit bitty the first half and the intensity wasn't there. We're the home team. You felt like they were already on the beach, Cam, that they thought, you know, this is it, you know, we just play, turn up. There's nothing. There is still Europa League to play for, you know, sixth place, fifth place to play for. So I, I'm surprised the intensity wasn't there. But yeah. having said that, a great ball by Hoybier. We went in 1-0, Harry, great finish. And this time VAR was on our side, Cam. Um, was it, what else caught your eye in the first half? Cam, anything or not? Uh, I, do you know, obviously, the one thing that did catch my eye, and I know we're going to be talking about, was um, I thought Delhi was very bright. Yeah. I thought he played a lot better than he's played in any game this season. I think there was, an, there was a, a nice touch to, to his game. I like the way that he was um, getting on the ball, wanting the ball all the time, dropping into that midfield area, getting that ball, putting in some tackles. I mean, I saw more tackles from Delhi today than I've probably seen in the last three years. And I still felt like he was maybe half a second off the pace, maybe just a bit behind. His pace, his his uh, um, passing could have been a bit better. And I think that, they, you know, given a bit of that, we could have probably had about another few goals, but we'll come on to the second half. But that that really stuck with me. I thought he looked like a different player. He looked like a freer player. And he looked like a player who knows how to play football. And how long has it been since we've been able to say that about Delhi? Yeah, I mean, he looked really good today. I think that was one of his best matches since he came back. Mm. Very impressed with his tackling back as well, as Cam said. Mm. He tackled back. He did these little nutmegs are starting to come again, which is really good. But having said that, Wolves, if they had a couple of chances, you know, if they had mm. a decent striker, they could have scored. So, mm. And we'll talk about the second half. So, um, Cam, talk us through the second half, then I'll come to Steve. How did it p- uh, plan out in the second half? How did the game evolve in the second half? I mean, I thought that, um, like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I like to watch... Uh, um, uh, Ryan Mason's second half performance because let's face it, you know, whatever we got under Mourinho in the first half, that was it. I don't know how many goals we've ever scored in the second half under Mourinho, but not many. And it was just, you know, uh, anti-football always in the second half. A little bit of football in the first to get a goal and then anti-football all the way through. And I, I thought it was completely the opposite. We came out, looked sharper. Does he say something to them? Is this a team tactic? Wear them down in the first half and then really go for it in the second? But I mean, I like that. I thought, I mean, you know, we came at the game pretty hard. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about the two, the double post strike. Um, when I had me out, out of my chair screaming. I was worried the neighbours might call the cops. Um, and um, it was, um, oh, wow, it, it was exciting. It was good to get excited again to see us passing it around. What I really liked as well, I liked an, um, I like Bell's performance. One thing that I think that Bell brings to the team, which is something that we've been lacking for a long time, is his quick passing. He's not one of these players that holds on to it. It's ping, 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 you know? And after watching Leeds play against us last week and watching Leeds play against Burnley that last week, I mean, it's incredible to see when it works. 
And I think that's what's been missing from Spurs' game. And I like the way that there was more intensity, like, as, as you, as we missed in the first half, right? And I like the way that we, um, passed the ball around. Uh, our possession shows that we had, we, we bossed that game. I think the chances in the second half were almost minimal. Um, and, uh, uh I think 2-0 is a flattering score for Wolves, to be honest with you. Steve, second half performance, were you happy with it? Did you happy with well, I, I, how we up the tempo? With, I am happy with it. I think we did up the tempo a little. Uh, still a little bit patchy. And just, just coming to what um, Kamal said about Leeds, I, I mean, Leeds played last week the way Wolves did two seasons ago. Yeah. We, would have, we would have had trouble against them with that level of intensity. They're not the same team, but then neither are we. So it, it sort of evens each other out. But I thought the second half was good. We did... Um, I think Kamal's also mentioned it, the double strike on the post, which actually was a great save from their keeper initially, yeah. from Harry Kane. And I think Ali should definitely have scored there. Um, you know, he hit the post. He's unlucky. Nine times mm. out of ten, ten, he would have scored. Mm. And I, I hope we don't live to regret those uh, that, that sort yeah. of double post hit. Yeah. Um, there was a, I did see an interesting stat there that we've, we've hit the post 23 times or hit the woodwork 23 times this season, which is more than any other club in the... Uh, in the league. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that tells us. Uh, I'd like to tell us that we've been very, very unlucky, but I suspect <laughs> it, tells us, it tells us something more. Uh, they could also have got a goal, I think, around about the 60th. Maybe yeah, Fabio Silva missed a chance, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he, he should have scored, he should have scored there. That, yeah. um, as it was, I don't think um, Lloris had a save to make. I don't really mm. remember him having no. to make a save, either no. in the first half or the second half, even if they did have 13 shots or whatever it was on target. They weren't ones that required, you know, a, a, a save. So uh, I think also when we went two up, I think they uh, they sort of came at us a little bit more because they mm. didn't really have anything to lose. Um, but that was a little five-minute flurry. And then at the end, I think we were playing a game on the front foot. The, the only thing I would say is that uh, despite my praise for Tanganka as opposed to Warrior, Towards the end of that game, I thought Tanganka had morphed a bit into Warriors, giving silly fouls away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was ju- if that's just an experience. Or I think it's tiredness. Think. Yeah, yeah, out, out time. match fitness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going but, back. To, yeah, now going back to Wolves, Steve. I mean, there was a header in the first half from Sace where he should have at least pulled a save yeah. out from Lloris. Fabio Silva should have scored or at least got the shot on target. So you know, I mean, I. Centre-backs did well to keep a clean sheet, but then we were helped by Wolves, I think, uh, on a downward spiral at the moment. I think they're changing formations, etc. And one of the things I also saw, Cam, that uh, Connor Cody made 10 interceptions or, or something like that, the most by a Premier League player in single match or something. So mm-hmm. we must have kept him busy. He looked a good player. So what I want to do now is just talk a little bit about the opposition because we've got a lot of fans saying we don't talk enough about the opposition. So I want Steve, give me your, th- and then I'm going to come to Cam, give me your thoughts about Wolves and what they were and what they've become now and what, what you think is going wrong with Wolves. Well, I think they've lost key personnel. Uh, that's 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 okay. clearly the case. They, it's difficult to um, to replace. I think their coaching, sorry, their their um, their signings have been very good, and they've obviously um, used their knowledge of the Portuguese footballing system to bring players in, which other people would ideally like to have picked up. But then some of those players have now moved on. Um, I don't I don't necessarily classify Doherty in that um, uh, in that uh, example, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they were playing. Well, they they're like they were they were like Leeds of two years ago. You know, they finished seventh. They uh, uh, they did very well in the Europa League. 
uh, only losing to the eventual winners, I think, Sevilla. So, you know, they were a very good team and they were great to watch as well. Like Leeds are, are great to watch. Uh, they're clearly going through a period of transition. Uh, they need to get, uh, to do some recruitment, as do we. Um, but I think their manager's good. He plays football in the right way. And if they can get their recruitment right, right they'll be they'll be back again. Um, maybe not quite as well as as good as they were then, but I, I think they will get their act together. Okay, Cam. Uh, no, my, turn, my turn to disagree with Steve. Um, the first thing I'm going to say. Well, is, the show wouldn't be the same if you guys didn't disagree. This is what no. people love about the show. I think the first thing I'm going to say is I'll thank you very much, Wolf. I want to thank them for one thing, and I'm going to thank them for signing William Jose because you might remember last year we all, we were in there for him, and luckily we didn't get him. Um, so since he came in in January, he scored one goal, which was, I think, a tap-in or a pretty simple one from where I can remember seeing it, but very unmemorable. And when he came on, I thought, oh, great, thanks for that. Thanks for putting this guy on. He hasn't scored. He scored one goal since January, and he could have been he could have been our Vinicius. And Vinicius has done better than he has. Um, so uh, that goes back to the recruitment, doesn't it? I mean, selling Jota, not being able to replace him, and then there are other forward who got injured. I can't remember his name, but he was well, him and his. Yeah, him and losing those two players is going to impact it. I mean, yeah. it's like us losing Son and Kane for the yeah, whole season. Exactly. exactly. Um, it's going to destroy you, you know? Uh, having said that, I'll, where I'm going to be disagreeing with Steve is, yes, I think Wolves excited in their first season. I think last season they flattered to deceive. But I, I still think that they've got a bit of a Mourinho in uh, um, Nuno's spirit of the Santos because I, I do think that he, he likes to play on the counter a lot. I mean, he has, when he had the players, like, well, he had uh, Neto, he had J- Jota, and he had uh, Imanez out there. They, they, on the counter, they had speed, uh, Torore running as well. They were pretty good, and they looked pretty good. But when you don't have the players to play on the counter, and all you've got is the speed of Traore, uh, who has no finish, as Steve rightly mentioned, then uh, um, is a lot of huff and puff in the, in the middle. And, I mean, there's only so much Moutinho can carry that team. I mean... In his time, he was a fantastic player. Uh, I do remember we tried to sign him when he was at Marseille and he refused to come to Tottenham many years ago. Um, how old is he now? Late 30s? Mid-30s? Yeah? I mean, how can, you know, you, you, you're, you're building your whole team around this guy who's, uh, who's pretty good and he can spread the ball. But if you haven't got the finished product, you've got an 18-year-old up front. Um, I don't know, this Canadian that they bought on right at the end. I mean, they, did he even get a chance? I have no idea. And then you've got William Jose as your front striker. I mean, God help you. But can I ask you, Cam, why have they gone from back five where they had Doherty and I can't remember who the left back was, you know, bombing up there. It worked mm-hmm. really well for them. Why have they mm-hmm. changed the formation? Is it because they don't have the players to play a back five anymore? I, I think so. I think losing, like I said, those two big players yeah. and, and, and Neto up front, if you yeah. haven't got an outlet like that, you've got to change your system and start going more through through Moutinho and through the, the midfield rather than bombing it up. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, Doherty, the role that he played in that team, and actually got quite a few goals from what I remember. Seven goals season. he got last season. Seven goals last season uh, by ghosting into the box yeah. uh, and putting it in. It's been totally in it unable to to replicate that and that's probably because when they had those strikers or those players like Steve actually rightly mentioned you know coming from that Portuguese system coming in I think they were you know Jota and Jimenez I think it's Jimenez Spanish but I mean anyway coming from the Iberian continent no he's Mexican I think it is uh okay they played pretty 
pretty good football and it was easier to pick up the second balls when you don't have those players you can't do it i mean i mean fabio silva should he have scored today well he should have got it on target at least on target yeah I, I think that if he'd got it on target tanganga might have blocked it because it went through his feet and because it was going off he, he didn't touch it he was in front of him so i'm not sure there'd been a goal but it does go to show if he'd got it on target and there were players following up. They might have been able to get a goal that way, which is what they were doing a lot last season. But I mean, you don't even get your shots on target. Well, I mean, what hope do you have? I mean, the thing about Torore that upsets me, for, as a, if I was a Wolves fan, is he does all the hard work. I mean, he's powerful. He's strong. He's got everything. But the final ball, we said this a lot about Spurs players too, the final ball yeah. can really let him down. Yeah, yeah. So before he we finish on... as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we finish on Wolves, uh, Steve, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, good for, would he be a good manager? Should we take him at Spurs or not? What do you think, Steve? If he was the, if he was to have the same sort of football of two years ago, yes. Okay. Cam, Nuno. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think with the team and the players that we've got and the way that we play, absolutely no. Because I mean, good, good manager, but learn his trade under Mourinho. We need a break from that. Yeah, I don't think he'd be right for Spurs either. I think he plays in a certain way, and if you veer from that way, then it's going to struggle. So I don't think he's the right one for Tottenham, but that's for another time. OK, let's come to the takeaways now. Steve, what's your takeaways from this match, your main takeaways? Uh, I think Bale has got a right foot when he wants to. He got a couple of crosses in. He still uh-huh. prefers that left, but yeah, I do sweet. wish he would have a swing at his, uh, his right foot. So that's one takeaway. And the other takeaway is that um, Hoybier is clearly better than De Bruyne. <laughs> Definitely. I, I sign up to that. Cam, takeaways? I, I, think my, I think I'm going to follow on from Steve and say, when Hoybier has a good game, Tottenham have a good game. When Hoybier has a bad game, we have a very bad game, as was evidenced last week against Leeds and has been in the, in the past from some other games. I remember our first game against Everton. He had a bad game. The whole team fell to pieces. Yeah. Also, my other takeaway would be that uh, he, Hoybier can pass forward. Uh, under Mourinho, who's clearly instructed to pass very short and, and, and backwards. But my big takeaway from this game is going to be two big things. One is uh, Delhi getting much better and fitter, getting on form. And if he carries on like that, then maybe in the next two games, we might even stand a chance against Leicester, which is going to be the big test for us, I believe. Yeah. And it was good to see uh, Bale do 85 minutes. Uh, track back, I thought, overall... And we didn't get a goal, but the second goal we didn't talk about, but it was a a, a, a bell shot, a very good shot. When you, you you know you need him in those positions to be able to shoot, uh, because anything can happen. Either he can score, or as we saw, I mean, Hoybier ghosting in like that and getting that goal was was phenomenal. Does that count as an assist for Bale, Cam? Well, I thought, I was wondering all the way through. It does, does, it that, does for Kamal. <laughs> it does for Cam. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> My main takeaways is uh, I still can't understand why Rodon is not getting a game. I don't know what the issue is there. I mean, I just do not understand why Rodon can't get in there ahead of Dyer. That's my main take, one takeaway anyway. And secondly, I think our, our fullbacks are good going forward. We need to work on our defence, obviously. I mean, that's just telling everybody what they know. I think Reguilon played reasonably well today. I mean, he never gave up on the second goal. He followed it through and he went in and he didn't give up. So going forward, I think this guy's the real deal. If he plays a really, it's a really good uh, stri- uh, you know, wing or something, he's going to struggle. So I think he needs to work on his defence, but um, that's for the new manager. Um, let's come to uh, the, the next stage. I very want to 
sort of wrap it up now, but I just want to ask you about a couple of players. I think Cam's already spoken about Delhi. Um, Steve, who was your standout player from the match? Let's put it this way. Rather than you talk about who I think you should talk about, who do you want to talk about as your standout player? Well, I mean, I, I've already talked about him, really. I think Hoybier was man of the okay. match. Yeah. Um, you know, Kane scored a fantastic goal. You know, he, he, um, uh, even in tight situations, if he's not playing very well, he's, he's still, he's still going to get you a goal like that. So yeah, those those I would say. But having said all that, Hoybier was my man of the match. Okay, Ken. I have to agree with Steve. I thought Hoybier had a one. As like I said earlier on, Hoybier plays well. Tottenham play well. He plays badly because it's such a critical role, and we don't. I don't believe that necessarily. Lasalso can uh, uh, um, fit in there when when Hoybier is off the boil. Um, I thought Lasalso played better today. Um, but one of the things that I really enjoyed again in this game is the freedom that uh, Alduara Toby had to make those balls and those passes. And he constantly was putting the ball in, he was passing the ball around, knocking it forward. And, uh, and it's good to see again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I mean, those long diagonals, I love those long diagonals from mm-hmm. Toby. Those are really good. Um, from my point of view, again, you know, I think it was a good performance. We won 2 0, so you can't say anything about that. Um, Toby brings so much. Um, calm to that defence, even though it didn't look that calm, but without him it'd be even worse. So uh, I'm, I'm really glad to see that Toby's getting a regular run in the game. OK, guys, let's wrap it up now. I want to get your prediction for the match on Wednesday against Villa. Uh, let's come to you, Cam. Villa well, it's a home game. 10,000 fans will be there. I don't know if Steve's got a ticket or not. you got a no, ticket, Steve? No, I haven't, no. No, he didn't make this one. But um, you, you would hope that for the first time with 10,000 fans coming in, I know we had one game with some fans, I don't know if it was 10,000 or not, but um, that we would put on a, put on a show for, for these loyal fans, especially given all the demonstrations and the problems that the, um, the club in general has financially and everything else. So I would like to see us uh, do one on Villa and I would go for a 3-1. OK. Uh, Steve? Same again, 2-0. It's not the same again. Oh, sorry, is it? To, to Spurs. No, so I mean 2-0 for Spurs. Not the same as Cam, the same uh, as today's scoreline. Uh, sorry, sorry, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for 2-1, 2-1 Tottenham Hotspur. And then that sets it nicely up for the Leicester game. I mean, we can't get top four, but I think Europa League is still a realistic shout for us. Yeah. The only problem is if Chelsea or Liverpool don't get into the Champions League, they'll get in the Europa League and... I don't see us beating those guys in a match if we ever get through to the final. So I don't know what to hope for there. Really. Well, let's but, get there first. Yeah, let's yeah. get there first. Okay, guys. Well, everybody, all our YouTube viewers, all our podcast listeners, remember to comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, this is Ray from London saying goodbye and come on, you Spurs. And Steve from London, come on, you Lily Whites. I come from Florida, USA. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Goodbye. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye. See you, guys. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.